What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is with us, your host for the Red Hot Real Estate Show, Miss Mimi Shoneman, calling in remotely this morning. Can you hear us again, Mimi? Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. I miss your lovely face, but it's good to hear from you. I'm glad that you're on the phone with us. And who you got there in the studio with you? Of course, we in with us, though. We have Mr. Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. Hey, Phil. Good morning. It's been a long time. It has been. It has been. So it's good to see your smiling face as well. Absolutely. Let's get the numbers out of the way, Phil. NMLS 238103, Company NMLS 3029, Cross Country Mortgage. Right. I know you both have been incredibly busy. And so, Phil, I wanted to start with maybe a question from you. So, uh, and Mimi normally asks this, what's the lowest interest rate you did last, last week? Last week, yeah, two point one two five. Wow! But the lowest I've done in my career now, and that was three weeks ago, was one point eight seven five percent. So were you just amazed no when you did that? Way. Were you just like, how did we get here? What is going on? Uh, when I saw the pricing sheet and I saw the file demographics of the client, they were like at a fifty percent loan to value, right. and then I plugged it in. I'm going, oh my gosh! I immediately called the client mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't think I talked for maybe more than 10 seconds and my client was screaming, lock, lock, lock. <laughs> right. Because that's practically a free, you know, that's free money. Oh, it, it's <laughs> right now where interest rates are at. It's really, I mean, folks, it, no better time to buy a house, no better time to refinance. Uh, if you're if you're over three and a half or three point six two five percent, you should be calling me or calling somebody, right? Because right now uh, the money is free, right? And Mimi, for everyone out there that's in the process of looking for homes and getting themselves set up so that when they can, so they can easily get to the let's actually go shopping part of things. Mimi, is it still super tight out there? So they really need to get everything um, set up ahead of time. Well, so new listings actually increase the week of October 24th, but only 8%. So that was 1,361 new properties. Um, Inventory is super low. Inventory is decreased by 30%. Uh, Median sales price is up almost 11% to $310,000. Days on market are going down to only 37 days, and that's from the day that you get the offer to the day that you actually get the keys. Mm -hmm. And the percent of original list price, now sit down for this one, has increased. Our sellers are getting 100.5% wow. of the original list price. Wow. I have yet to see that statistic since I've been a, a licensed realtor. Um, so that's just meaning everybody's getting over 100% of what they're asking for. So now's and a good time. we've only got 1.8 months of inventory when a normal market is between five and six months. So only a fraction. So, Mimi- so what you have to know is that you have to be prepared, and being prepared means that we've had our consultation. You understand what's, go- what's going uh, to be in the contract and what you're going to be asked to make decisions about. You're going to already be pre-approved with Phil, and you're going to be ready to go and make your best offer. Right, Phil? Exactly. If you're not, if you're not 100% ready to go, documents looked at, pre-approval letter done, uh, I underwrite, we have most of my files underwritten, pre-underwritten, so we're totally ready to go before the client even makes their first offer. 
uh, because right now the 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 market is totally wild. It's still wild. Okay. okay, it's slowed down a little bit, but we're still seeing houses in multiple offers, especially between that price point between probably one fifty and three hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. Well, our title companies are saying that October was the busiest month that they have ever faced. And, you know, we know that a lot of that is because of the delay in the spring market, but also because of the inventory shortage. And, you know, people are trying to take advantage of these low rates because, as Phil, you and I have talked about before, you know, 1% tick in interest is 11% more purchase power in your buy. So at 1.87, whoever was the lucky duck to get that interest rate, oh, my goodness. Um, wow. I just can't imagine what they're going to be telling their grandkids. Well, yeah, it's basically free money, and I got my house for free. <laughs> right. Yeah. Back in the day when mm-hmm. I walked to the house. Yeah. yeah. I've got a couple statistics as well. All right. Unemploy- Let's hear it. Up, unemployment rate in Minnesota in June was 86 we're now below seven. Okay. The national rate of unemployment right now is 6.9%. Those are very, very good statistics. That means that a lot of the people that got put out of work due to COVID-19 are getting back to work. Wonderful. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we were, they're talking about a potential, you know, three week or, or excuse me, six to eight week shutdown. Hopefully that doesn't come because right. that will definitely dramatically affect the unemployment rate. Right. Put a lot of stressors on people out correct. there. Mm-hmm. Correct. And so, Phil, you and I both are seeing people inquire about uh, relocating outside of the metro area, not only just outside of the city centers, but also uh, relocating to their dream destination. Um, what are you seeing from people that are calling to get pre-approved from other areas? I'm I'm still seeing um, we're seeing a flight out of the big cities uh, right now. Uh, a lot of people are moving out of the Minneapolis St. Paul area. They're moving out to the suburbs, outer suburbs. Uh, we're also seeing people that are that live in the suburbs that are going the heck with this. I'm moving to western Wisconsin, out into the woods. Okay. Um, you know, a couple couple of weird statistics: uh, Utah, Montana. They have their highest rate of people moving to those states right now. Interesting. Why is that? I saw a couple of stories, and I have to go back through my list over the week, where there are states were giving high incentives for coming there, where they're like they're giving you a pot of money and a T-shirt, basically, yeah. to move to their state <laughs> right now. And so I think that those are some of them. Yeah, right? well, where North Dakota and South Dakota, have you seen all the ads on television? Mm-hmm. Uh, the governor wanting them to move out there? Right. Well, that's, I think that's part of what, what we're all going through right now. Right. It's like you can do it from any place, do it from here. Yeah. Right. And we have sellers that, you know, have always wanted to not winter here Mm -hmm. and they're taking advantage of this low interest rate and the opportunity to work from wherever they happen to be. And so as long as you've got a good Wi-Fi signal, you know, a lot of folks are being able to to do what they do wherever they want to do it. Right. Miss Shannon, I think you and I ought to talk to Phil about a, a mortgage for Hawaii. What do you think? <laughs> I could do that. You could be our little <laughs> our, our our starter Golden Girls house that you and I talked about. All right, now, I'm, good with I'm, that. I'm gonna take us off the subject a little bit. But <laughs> I was in I was in Hawaii here about oh I think it was seven years ago, and I went in, I always pop into real estate offices whenever yes. I travel. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I saw, went into a real estate office. There was a small little house for sale. It had one small window that looked over another house, but you could see the ocean. Okay. All right. And it was small. It yes. was only 700 square feet. They called it an ocean view. Oh, okay. my heavens. All right. It was for $475,000. <laughs> I need and a little more space. That sounds like a deal today. Huh? <laughs> that probably is a deal today. I need a little more That's space funny. than that, Mimi. No offense. Like, yeah. like 700 square feet sounds about right. <laughs> That's because we'll you don't want, appropriately. You just don't want to snow blow anymore. So I get you. No, girl, I, I don't. I get All it. All right, Mimi. Before we uh, we go on the break, what are we going to talk about in the next uh, segment? You know, Phil, we're going to talk about divorce. Um, we have seen uh, statistics are showing that uh, there's an increase in divorce due to COVID. And so we're going to talk about statistics and stories of divorcing couples and what people can do about that if they're going through it themselves. Awesome. Right. And I know you have a nice list here. We can also take your calls. Phil, are we still doing that deal where for all of the callers we get on the show? I'm I've been doing that deal all this year. Mm-hmm. I want to raise a lot of money for the American Cancer Society because it's very, very close to me. This is a great subject, folks, for you guys to call in. Uh, Mimi and myself, we have a lot of knowledge in this specific area, and we can definitely help you and guide you. Right. And so you give $25, right, for every caller that we get here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show through the end of the year. That number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Mimi Shoneman and Phil Olson. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon here with Mimi Shoneman. She's on the line with us and also Phil Olson here. And Phil, I don't know, did we say your NMLS number? NMLS 238103. Yeah, there we, we already we did. Like, I just wanted to make sure because we covered a lot of stuff in that first one. And I was like, I know I needed to say that, so I'd rather ask twice. So like, I think, Lots of math. Yes. We're doing math. So many numbers. So many numbers. And we have some more math that's going to come up because Phil has a great story on his save of the, what are we, the save, save of, of the quarter. Save of the quarter. We're save of the talk quarter. About we're going to talk about that, but we're going to get into some statistics here right. of divorce that kind of launches launches the show off. Right. Okay. All right. Minnesota divorce rate in 2018, 7.1%. Okay. Okay. U.S. divorce rate 2020, higher or lower than the Minnesota rate in 2018. I'm going to say higher. It was higher. Okay. Dramatically higher. Wow. 16.9% nationally. Oh, no. All right. Top three divorce categories. And this one threw me totally off. By categories, what do you mean? I thought it was money, financial. Oh, okay. The reasons why. Okay, Number one. Okay. Well, categories for employment. What kind of work you do. Okay. A gaming manager, 52%. Okay. Bartenders, 52%. Flight attendants, 50%. What's the number one city in the state of Minnesota for divorce? This blew me away. Um, Mimi? Rochester. Uh, Minneapolis. Brainerd. Brainerd? Brainerd, Minnesota. All that resort mm. name, they're right. like, I don't need you. The, the top... <laughs> Three reasons people get divorced. Number one, lack of commitment, okay. 75%. Infidelity, extramarital affairs, 59%. 
And last but not least, number three, too much conflict in arguing, mm-hmm. 57%. Hmm. Well, that's not surprising. Right. Um, but let's let's start, Phil, with you telling a good story about, I don't know if it's a good story or not, but a, a story of where you saved somebody that was in the middle of a divorce. Wonderful story. And believe it or not, this type of loan program is not used very often because not a lot of people know about it. Okay. So a husband and wife are in the middle of a divorce. Most lenders will tell a consumer when they're in the middle of the divorce, come back and see me when the divorce is finalized. Okay. They're still living together, but they want their own space due to the tensions that they're currently going through. All right. This is what the couple was told. They were told that they could not apply right now. They could apply, but their loan would not be approved until their divorce was finalized. Okay. All right. So. Phil Olson to the rescue, all right? There is a very special little guideline in the Freddie Mac guideline book that says you can use what's called a quasi-separation agreement. Okay. Now, what is a quasi-separation agreement? It is an agreement drafted by both parties where they break out assets, liabilities, children, a house, Mm -hmm. and basically it's almost like a divorce decree that they do online. Okay. Okay. It's got to be signed by both of them. It's got to be witnessed by both of them, by two other parties, got to be witnessed and signed and a notary Republic has to sign it. Okay. And as long as it fits all the elements, all right. And it's recorded at the County. Okay. You don't need a divorce decree. So I met with these clients to help them determine what was the best route they could take. That could also be done over the phone. Mm-hmm. I then pointed them to Google to print up a Minnesota separation agreement. The key is couples must work together. Right. If you don't have a working situation and you can't talk things out and work things out, it won't work. Okay. We broke out the assets, liabilities, support, all the applicable terms to the home, including a buyout. Okay. Meaning... You owe me money from the equity of this home. All right. We did what was called a rate and term refinance Mm -hmm. with really a cash out. Okay. $45,000. But because it's listed as a marital debt, it's not considered a debt. And you can do it as a rate and term refinance. Okay. Which means they got the absolute lowest rate. I closed the loan. About 45 days later, okay, it was a rate and term refinance. And guess what? After we did this, I then helped that other party buy another home. So one party is Got now to keep bu- the home to keep the home. Okay. Bought out the other party, gave cash to the other individual. They use that cash as their down payment to buy another home. Right. All right. And right now they are happily not divorced, but, but separated, but and, well separated and, both... and well mm-hmm. and moving forward. Right. Now, there's a situation using what's called a quasi-separation agreement that gets filed at the county. Clients can basically separate, have a clean separation, and move out 
and own their own properties. Right. So there are there are things that you have to walk through and steps you have to do. But at least we know that this actually works when you were saying that 90 percent of the other people would have just told them we can't do it. Go home. Correct. Now, okay. though, the key in this, what I want people to understand is it's, it's really, really important prior to a client going into a separation or into a divorce that they're talking to Mimi. Mm-hmm. They're talking to me. And the why do I say that? They should talk to us first before they even talk to the lawyer. Lawyers do a great job, but they're not looking at what does your life look like after the divorce? Okay. What are you giving up or what things do you put in this divorce decree that's going to cause you a problem down the road, which okay. we'll talk about kind of in the next st- segment. But I'll give you an example. The divorce decree says the husband gets the house. Okay. But the husband has only been on his job for one month, and his qualifying income doesn't allow him to refinance. Okay. And because now the house gets, the husband gets the house, he's forced to buy out the other party. Yes. But guess what? He can't buy out the other party because he doesn't qualify for a mortgage. Okay. Now, had those people met with myself, mm-hmm. met with Mimi, understand what their equity position is, Pull a title check to see if there's any additional liens against the property so they know how much money is actually in the property at sale. Right. And then bottom line is, who can finance this property? Right. Where does it work? Mimi? And You, you know, Phil, you, you hit a really good point. And a lot of times people are so emotional that they're not thinking clearly. Uh, especially about the home, because as much as people know it's a property, it's a home. Right. And especially if you've, you know, raised a family there, uh, if that's where your first house was when you were together, there's a lot of emotion that goes into that. And when you need the other side's income to be able to qualify to do this, it's important that you be able to at least think that through. And also, too, we see a lot of issues where people are in the middle of a divorce and they, they really can't get a refinance. And so it's better to strategize about it while you're together and at least look at all the options. And that's why Phil is offering a pre-attorney consultation. And tell everybody what that's going to look like, Phil. Basically what that will look like, folks, is if I can get both parties coming into my into my office, I'm going to listen to what you guys have to say. I'll be an independent person. I'm not okay. going to get involved in you know, it is the he, she type of thing. I'm going to be so more so involved. Where do you guys want to be once you're apart and you're living your new life? And how do we get there? And, and how do we get there? Because there's a lot of things, as you were talking about, the, the maybe the law says you can do X, but that doesn't mean that in, pra- in, in practice... It actually can happen. So until, you know, your lawyer's not going to run your credit and say you can buy this house even if you want to buy the house, right? Even if the lawyer did run the credit, does the lawyer know what he's looking at on the credit report? All right. Do we have qualifying credit scores? Do we have the assets? Mm -hmm. Do we have the equity? Oh, by the way, the house is under construction. Well, guess what? The house is under construction. You can't refinance a house under construction unless it's brought up to speed. Mm -hmm. That's where them sitting down with me with this consultation, I can then take a look at everything and then say, okay, you can't do this, but you can do this. And before you get divorced, you better figure this piece out. Okay. Uh, I had a client come into my office after a divorce, sat down with me. 
We went through the divorce decree. She wanted to refinance. And in the end, I had to tell the client, the only viable option I think you have is to sell your home. Okay. Because she was falling further and further and further behind. Right. And 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 that's where I think, Mimi, you kind of hit on it when you talked about the emotion that people have. I think there's things that they're not thinking about or they don't want to think about. Right. And you know what, too, Phil? You know, if they have this pre-attorney consultation with us and you're talking with them about the practicality of the finances, perhaps there's something that you can offer them to have their attorney put into the divorce decree that would make better sense. Um, because you've seen this and done this so many times. Right. We're going to have more information on how you can still live your less life as you're going into your divorce. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Always reminding you that you can get this episode and previous episodes by going to our page, MyTalk1071.com. Use the keyword Red Hot. In case you're going, you know what? That sounds like something my cousin needs. And you can just pass on the podcast version of this later in case you didn't have time to write it all down with us. We have Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Also, Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. We've been talking about what it looks like as you're going into or in the midst of a divorce uh, here. And we have call. We have room to take your call on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. All right. So, so Phil, go ahead. There are a lot of things that people need to consider when they're going through a separation or a divorce prior to going through it. And so... What's what's the number one thing that people should start with? Well, the, the number one things they, they should start with, if they even want to have a consultation with you or I, is they have to be both willing to come to the table and sit down and talk through it and come to a mutual understanding. Because if, if they can't come to a mutual understanding, there's there's nothing we can do. Well, so you and I both have worked with divorcing couples that have a very difficult time being in the same room together. In fact, if uh, I've had sales where they had to be in separate closing rooms because one party was more emotional and couldn't get through it. And so, well, here's what I, I've I've got one situation where here about a year ago I met with one party for one hour, mm-hmm. then I met with one party for another hour, and then I called each party and I did a conference call. Okay. And I said, okay, guys, I met with both of you. And one wants this, one wants that. Right. And I'm saying, guess what? I can make this accomplishable, but you have to work with me. Yes. And you're going to have to concede a little bit Mm -hmm. because you're not always going to get everything in a divorce. You're not going to get everything in a separation. Mm -hmm. But Maybe I can give you peace of mind. Right. And maybe peace of mind is even more important at that time. And I can help reduce that stress level that you're all going through. Maybe you and, can give them completion. At yeah, least it will be done. Exactly. It'll be completed and we can move on. And if anything, you know, the these 15 items we're going to cover here real quickly. I'm going to call them landmines. They're landmines. Gotcha. Yeah. If you step on uh, them, you, everything You step explodes. on yeah. these landmines. All right, you do your divorce, you don't talk to us, you don't talk to that mortgage professional or that real estate professional. Guess what? Your divorce decree could have landmines in it, and you don't even know about it. And so, Phil, you've looked at a lot of divorce decrees, and what are some of the things that you see sneak in there that people think it's going the way they want it to, and they're like, oh, my goodness, I had no idea. Uh, 
okay, I'll give you two examples. Uh, one client having to either pay a very high amount of alimony or it is child support. Okay. okay. Now, in divorce decrees, I've seen where there is no child support. Mm-hmm. There is no alimony where both parties are equally taking care of the children. But in the example I had, I had one person that had such high alimony and such high child support and was a high wage earner. But when you took all that debt against his income, he no longer qualified for a home ever. Gotcha. Okay. Now, there's there's one example. Okay. Another example in a divorce decree is where... Um, it says that the partner needs to buy the other party out. Right. And you need to pay this amount of money to that party. Mm-hmm. Well, there was two problems. One, they used an appraisal that was over a year old Okay, in the divorce decree. Okay. So they established a price based on a year ago. Mm-hmm. How did that happen, Phil? How, how did they, how can you justify using a, a one-year-old appraisal? Everyone knows that they're not valid after six months. Well, they're actually really no longer valid after about 90 or 120 days yeah. because the market can move in that period of time. But I want to say, maybe you said everyone knows. Obviously not. Like, I wouldn't know that. You well, know? I'm, when I say everyone, I mean everyone in Phil's world, oh, the gotcha. mortgage world. Fair enough. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen where... You know, one party, like I said, is told to buy the other party out, but the other party that's supposed to buy them out has a 500 credit score. Okay, so it's not going to happen. It's not. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's where this let's call it a marital, you know, consultation or separation consultation, mm-hmm. pre-divorce consultation, right. pre-divorce consultation, consultation makes, sense. makes total sense because at least we can. We can show you what the landmines are. Right. And maybe you'll navigate them and maybe you won't navigate them. But that's that's your decision. Because it's already a difficult transition. You don't want to make your life uh, even more impossible where you're looking at the spouse going, why can't you get this done? Or you agree to when it's just not feasible. Correct. And this way you'll know. Well, you can agree to wherever you want. Right. But you just hit it right on the head. If it's not feasible. Right. Then it's not going to happen. And th- and then parties are 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 fighting each other because something isn't happening because it could never happen anyhow. Exactly. Or one of the stories that we had heard is like, you think you can just sign your name off alone and kind of thing. And we've talked about that before where that's not the way that it can. That's not the way debt works. No, Mm -hmm. you're still responsible for the debt. Right. So you think because it was in the divorce creed that I just gave them the house. So my name's not on it anymore. Then when they go into default, you're in trouble too. Yep. So that kind of leads me into a sad story. Mm-hmm. Okay. We could call it a, a horror story or a really sad story. Right. But this was first time home buyers. Boyfriend, girlfriend purchased a house using grandmother's money. Okay. Grandmother gave them $40,000. Okay. The boyfriend made 70% of the income. The girlfriend made 30% of the income in qualifying. Okay. Boyfriend, a year after buying the house, says, I'm done with this relationship. I'm moving down south mm-hmm. and leaves. Okay. The poor gal, who is my client, calls me and goes, almost crying, Phil, what am I going to do? Right. I don't make enough money to make the mortgage payment. And I go, so how long has it been since you haven't made the mortgage payment? Well, I haven't paid it in three months. Okay. I go, uh-oh. 
Now we're in a pre-foreclosure type of situation. Mm-hmm. All right. In the end, there was nothing I could do. I explored relatives, bringing somebody else on the loan, refinancing to a lower payment. Ultimately, though, when you only make $1,500 a month and you've got a $250,000 mortgage, right? the numbers don't work. Mm-hmm. So in the end, they lost the house to foreclosure. Wow. Grandmother lost forty thousand dollars. Wow, that wow. is really that sad. Is horrible. And so, Phil, what could they have done differently to avoid that if they would have started earlier and had the the pre foreclosure consultation? Um, the first thing would have been prior to uh, as soon as this boyfriend left. Mm-hmm. She should have been calling me, going, right. hold one here. I have a mortgage payment of eighteen hundred and I only make fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Now, there was there was there house. was equity in the home. Mm-hmm. But the problem was you fell ninety days behind. You can't refinance anymore. Right. You're stuck. Okay. Because once you go two by thirty, meaning you've missed two mortgage payments in the last twelve months. Yes. Automatic twelve month waiting period. To getting a mortgage. Okay. So that client should have called me right away. All right. Now, I hate to even say this, but sometimes boyfriends and girlfriends shouldn't buy houses together. Right. Well, we've talked about that before on the mom show. Like, there's a reason why cohabitation agreements are a thing. You know, where it's like, there's some right. things you need to talk through ahead of time. Whether, lo- whether you're in love or not, there are some clear things you should talk. I think mm-hmm. boyfriend, girlfriends buying a home, if they can buy a home only on one person's income right. and one person qualifying, well, guess what? If that if that partnership dissolves, dissolves the girlfriend can move. Right. I still have my house. Mm-hmm. I'm still making the mortgage payment, and it's afforded based on... On mine. Right. Now, boyfriend, girlfriend get married, one to buy, two to sell in the state of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. That means that that girlfriend automatically gets 50% of the equity of that home. Right. And now you are a married couple owning that property. Fine. Right. But sometimes I just don't think that boyfriend, girlfriends, unless it's really a long-term relationship, things are really, really good. It might be something where... They may not want to do that. Right. There's just different things that you can do to still make sure that you are financially safe in this one. And again, we've said this. I say this often. I am not a buzzkill on love. Love is fantastic. There are just some conversations that you need to have in your relationships and some things you should set up in case. And once you have them up front, then you can go full in on love. Like uh, Now that we've talked about are we on the same page, you know, financially, we can go full in on love. So it's good to have those conversations and I talk about it up front. So, um, so let's talk about liens that people might find that would be on properties. What have you seen with regard to that? Oh, I see. I see some wild and crazy stuff sometimes. And how do liens work, Phil? Okay, well, let's just say you're a self-employed business owner and you haven't been paying your taxes the way you should to the IRS. Gotcha. And let's suppose you owe them $50,000 and you don't call them to work out a payment arrangement with them. They can put a lien against your home. All right. Now, once a lien is put against the property, that actually goes into a first position. So that has to get get, paid first? That has to get paid first. Okay. So you could have an IRS lien. Or how about you have an escrowed for taxes and insurance 
and you have not paid your county taxes okay. in six years. Now, oh, wow. Oh, I've seen that. And where do I see that sometimes? I see it on very, very elderly, elderly couples and uh, common, their urban properties. Okay. Could be the second home or whatever. Uh, and the county will place a lien against the property for twenty thousand dollars. Oh goodness! Well, okay. guess what? We're we're going to sell our house and make twenty thousand. No, you're not. Right. We're going to sell our house and you're going to pay you the county the first, and then you're going to pay the mortgage, and you're left with nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, the issue about uh, the discovery of liens is that you want to discover them before you put the house on the market, because it could throw you into a short sale situation or other legal battles, because let's just say that the liens total more than the equity that you thought you were going to walk away with, and then somebody has to make that up. So oh. you've got an offer on your house, and lo and behold, something shows up, and it's more than, than what you were going to walk away with. You've got a, a lot of problems yep. facing now, you. Now, the good news is, if they call me, I can normally get that information in less than 30 minutes. Okay. I can call my title person. They can do a complete title search. That'll pull in all liens, all mortgages, all liens against the property. Mm-hmm. And then I can do my math. You guys hate when I do my math. No, we love when you do your math. That means I don't have to do it. I love it when you do your math, Phil. You I don't know that why backwards. you guys refuse to give me any credit for math. <laughs> I, okay, still, you may like, have... Like we, <laughs> You may I mean, have we do what's well. called an O and E report with our title company to <laughs> yep. see what's showing up on there prior to listing. Right. Yep. So just like you, Phil, um, you want to know. I mean, yeah. and, and trust me, when people find things on their title report that's a shock, you don't have a lot of time to react. Right. Mm-hmm. Or how about when ABC ABC Tiling Company yes doesn't get paid their forty thousand dollars. And they place a, it is mechanics lien against okay. your home. Well, guess what? That's a that lien. That has to get paid. That has to get paid. So basically, it, you're paying to sell your house if you don't yes. take care of the stuff and, up front. And I would tell you, 50% of clients know about it. Mm-hmm. The other 50%, when they're told about it, it's an absolute total surprise. Right. Well, we're going to go to break. So what do we need to cover when we get back, Mimi? Well, we're going to continue talking about the things that need to be considered when uh, right before you divorce and separate when you're dealing with your real estate. We can also take your calls. The number 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm M. Shannon here with Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage and Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Again, you can call in at 651-641-1071. So, Phil, you know, we oftentimes get the question, uh, should I refinance or purchase prior if I'm separating or divorcing? Um, You know, it's good to talk about that up front before you actually have to go through it. And so talk about some of the scenarios that you see in your world of mortgage regarding those two subjects. Well, I I would I'm going to add another category on that, too. Uh, should I refinance? Should I purchase? Should I sell? It really comes down to what are the numbers? What are you trying to accomplish? Let me give you an example. Divorce decree says I need to refinance, buy my spouse out, pay her $35,000, but hold one here. 
It's a five-bedroom, four-bath house. I'm all by myself. The wife gets the dog. I don't need the backyard. But I'm being told I need to refinance. Well, hold one here. Okay, I refinance this house. And let's say let's say I need to buy her out a hundred grand. So we now have got a four hundred thousand dollar loan after we had a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage. And six months down the road, the client sells the house. Mm-hmm. Well, hold one here. Had they talked with me and said, "You want to know something?" Because I'm going to ask that question: Is this a long term hold? Right. If this is a long term hold. And and I will be blunt with them. I'm going to go, you're a single person. You have no kids. Your house is 4,000 square feet. It's full of ghosts of relationships past, Whatever. And I'm going to go, are you going to be happy with that big house? Mm -hmm. And I've literally had clients sit in front of me going, man, you make a good point. I go, why are we going to refinance if this house is going to be too big? Right. So for me to tell a client... Should they refinance? Should they purchase? Should they sell? It really comes down to that that consultation that they're having with Mimi and myself. And then let me run the numbers. And then let me look at the programs. And then let me ask the final question. Do you qualify? Right. So here's the thing. You know, in the divorce decree, especially when it says that the spouse gets to buy the person out over a certain window of time, five mm-hmm. years. Sure. You're, you have no guarantee that that person will be able to qualify and pay you back within that amount of time. No. What happens if the market crashes? What happens if uh, they lose their job or they become, you know, disabled and can't work? So, you know, I see a lot of people that have emotional attachments to a physical property, and you really do need to ask yourself, you know, where are the risks? you know, involved in this divorce process. Phil? How about how about spite? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry to bring it up, but I've seen it. And, it, and, and you I, can't and make I, your best life okay, choices from no, that position. I, I've, I've, I've seen it where mm-hmm. one party gets the house, they've got five years to buy out the other partner, everything after the divorce is honky-dory, everybody's happy, and next thing you know, there's an argument over the kids. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, that other party says, I'm sorry, out of spite of you, I'm just going to stop making the mortgage payment. Right. And then they ruin everybody's credit. All right. Out of spite. Mm -hmm. And yes, maybe the house then gets sold or whatever because there's an equity position in the home. But now you've got two people that won't be able to buy a house for many, many years due to a foreclosure or due to bankruptcy or whatever. You know, Phil... Um, you, you brought up a good point about ruining credit. So we've got a story here of someone who has been divorced for a few years, and they had two homes. And the ex got the second home, but they stopped making payments on it for the last six months. Now, the decree stated that they needed to refinance, and I'll put in quotes, in a reasonable time. So no specific timeline was given. And they feel that the attorney messed up when they told him to sign a quick claim deed to her, even though his name was also still on the mortgage. Okay. And so how are these things are things that you see on a regular basis, right? I would tell you, I probably get a phone call 
probably once a month. Okay. And sorry to say, my my save rate with these people at this point in time is very, very small. Because it's too late. It's the too process. late. Okay. And, and normally I'm telling them they need to go maybe find another lawyer. Uh, yeah. Real estate law, divorce law, it all comes back mm-hmm. and bites people because I think people, when they just sign this divorce decree, they're going, thank God. Yes. My life can move forward. Right. Let me sign as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't have a clue what they've signed. Right. Or they don't understand the ramifications of what they've signed because now they think they can their life is going to start over again when mm-hmm. they might find out, oh, my gosh, I just dug myself even a deeper hole. And it's it's sad. Mm-hmm. And I try to help these people. But sometimes I have to refer them to other parties because their problem is so much bigger than what I can help them with. And I would say that you have to be really careful with this quick claim deed. People get told the wrong information about quick claim deeds all the time. And that does not necessarily remove you from the mortgage and from the note. You're still going to be on the hook. And if you're, if one party stops making the payment, then the, the credit is going to be damaged, and that's not going to fix it, mm-hmm. right, Bill? Yeah, no. If if the party that's responsible for the mortgage, and if you're both on the mortgage, I don't care what the divorce decree says. The damage is done to the credit report. You're not going to be able to qualify for a conventional, I'm going to use the words conventional home okay. loan. Okay, there might be the Luigi's mm-hmm. mortgage companies out there that right. will do it at eight, nine, ten percent. Yes. Okay, but under conforming uh, standards, that's not going to be done. Right. And that's why I'm just trying to tell these folks: talk to Mimi, talk to myself. We'll we'll give you an hour of our day. It doesn't cost anything. Mm-hmm. Let me hear your story. Let me figure it out. Let me present you the options that you need to have. When you're meeting with that divorce lawyer, and and, and that's where you got to push back to the divorce lawyer. Okay. Whole one here. I need my to talk mor- to. My yeah. mortgage guy said, Here, here's the following. Here's right. the guidelines. And maybe you restructure that divorce decree then. Exactly. So it will work for you and work for that other party. Right. Because, I mean, if you're trying to figure out how everybody... And I know it's very difficult when you're in the midst of things to go, how does everybody come out okay? So even if you do it from a position of... Selfish, how do I make sure I'm okay? It still is a good conversation to have because some of these things are not going to get you what you want. Right, right. And if it will use that word spite again, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be okay, but this other party is not going to be okay, right? What leverage, what leverage does this other party now have mm-hmm. over me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he, he bought me out. He used $40,000 in stock to buy me out. But I'm still on the mortgage. Right. He gives me my forty thousand, and now he says, "Oh, by the way, I'm giving you my forty thousand, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to make my mortgage payment anymore. So, so I can what are ruin, you going to do? So I can ruin mm-hmm. your credit. So now you can't buy a house. Right. And yes, I have seen that. Mm-hmm. That's or, crazy. It is crazy. Or even if they're not doing it just to be mean, they just sometimes like I've seen situations where one party is just doesn't care that they have ruined credit. Because they can do whatever, they can figure something out. They're going to be in another relationship. They're moving into another person's mm-hmm. home, whatever. So it doesn't matter to them, how about, how about but the it matters to one? you. The simple one was 
He was a factory worker for a well-known oil company here in Minnesota, and he'd never been laid off in his whole life. And all of a sudden, they get downsized, right. and there's the, and there's no buyout, there's no nothing, and he doesn't have a job, and he's fifty five years old. Mm-hmm. What, what, do you, what, do? what do you do? Right. Well, I think we're going to be able to cover some more of this next time you're in, Phil. So remind everybody how they can get a hold of you during the week. They can reach me at 651-238-6748, or they can email me at phil at callphilolson.com. And Mimi, what's your digits, please? 651-578-2218. And reminding you, you can find everything on our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot. We'll see you next time.